Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Iceberg Recap, your home for Pittsburgh Penguins game recaps and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from. The Pittsburgh Penguins head into their bye week and the All-Star break on a high note with a 3-2 victory over the Montreal Canadiens in overtime at PPG Paints Arena. Top storyline in this one is that the Pittsburgh Penguins were once again nearly goalied, this time by Jake Allen, who was making a couple saves that when you looked at it, And you saw the Penguins' opportunities, the chances that they were getting. It kind of felt like a repeat of the night before where they got plenty of chances. They just weren't able to capitalize, weren't able to finish, and weren't able to get over the hump. But at the end of the day, that night was different than last night. And the Pittsburgh Penguins, for the first time since the opening week of the season, shut out or come back from a third-period deficit to grab the two points, this time over the Montreal Canadiens. Eventually, they break through by means of a crazy assist that we'll get into and a snipe from a very unlikely source. We'll talk about all that in this episode as we get ready for the bye week for the Pittsburgh Penguins. They don't play again until February 6th, so that's the last you'll see of the Pittsburgh Penguins for quite a while, at least a week and a half. So let's get into the goal recap in this one. It was a special night for Lars Eller, as we'll talk about, but it started off with a beautiful play from former Pittsburgh Penguin Mike Matheson taking advantage of a couple Pittsburgh Penguins out of position in the defensive zone, sends a pass across to his defense partner, Kate. And Gooley and Gooley opens the scoring for the Montreal Canadiens, putting the Canadiens up one to nothing. That was Gooley's fourth goal of the season. Mike Matheson's 27th assist from the Habs blue line, and Cole Caulfield picks up an assist as well in that one. That's where things stood after one period of play. In the second period, I mentioned it was a big night for Lars Eller, his 1,000th NHL game, always a huge night for them. He got his gold or silver stick, excuse me, he got his plaque. His wife got flowers from Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and Chris Letang. A weird video played at the very beginning of the game, obviously the 1,000th game video. He played most of that with the Washington Capitals. So it was all Washington Capitals highlights. It was Alex Ovechkin, TJ Oshie, Tom Wilson, Nick Backstrom all saying congratulations. But what mattered most to Lars Eller, as he said after the game, was that the Pittsburgh Penguins got the two points and it probably mattered to him a little bit more as well that he was able to help in that effort with the scoring. He scored his ninth goal of the season to tie things up in the second period. Right place at the right time. Valtteri Pustin was taking the puck hard to the net. His shot was blocked and it bounced right to Lars Eller with Jake Allen down and out. Eller gets his ninth of the season. Valtteri Pustin back on the scoreboard for the first time in 10 games. He picks up his seventh assist and Ricard Raquel picks up his 12th with a secondary. That new Third line combination strikes in their second game together. Good to see them get on the scoreboard. A little bit later in that period, Uri Slavkovsky, the first round pick from last year's draft, gets his seventh goal of the season as he's able to bank it in off of Ryan Graves in front of the net. A power play goal, the third power play goal the Penguins gave up in the two games over the weekend. Maybe something that we need to keep an eye on, but at the end of the day, Mike Vellucci's penalty kill unit has been very good. Top 10 in the National Hockey League. Just an unfortunate bounce there as Ryan Graves tries to take the pass away and he ends up putting the Slavkovsky passing attempt in the back of the net. Sean Monahan gets his 22nd assist of the season. Nick Suzuki picks up a secondary one, his 29th of the season. And just like that, the Pittsburgh Penguins once again trailing going into the third frame. Bob Grove had tweeted out, I believe it was two games ago, that the Pittsburgh Penguins hadn't won a game that they were trailing after two periods since the victory over the Calgary Flames in the third game of the season. Well, they're able to get it done in this one thanks to some magic from Marcus Pedersen, of all players, 
And of course, Sidney Crosby coming up big in the final frame. Like we mentioned, a couple of really great A opportunities that Jake Allen was able to shut down, but eventually the Penguins, they break through. Jake Gensel gets his 22nd goal of the season. And as he mentioned after the game, he didn't know the pass was coming to him until it hit his stick. It bounced right into the net. Easiest goal he's going to score of his career simply because Sidney Crosby is amazing at the sport of hockey. Spinorama backhand pass through some sticks, through some legs, and it goes right on a Jake Gensel's stick and into the back of the net. 23rd assist of the season for Crosby. 22nd goal, if I hadn't mentioned it already, for Jake Gensel. And Marcus Pedersen, who's on his way to a career high in points this season, picks up his 17th assist on that one, starting it all in the offensive zone for the Penguins. They pushed really hard at the end of the regulation, and I think that is probably one of the most encouraging signs that you could take away from this one, is that they really wanted to end it in regulation. Mike Sullivan has talked about overtime. Everybody on this team has talked about overtime. Everybody in the entire hockey universe has talked about overtime, and, and most of them, at least when they're in the league and trying not to criticize the league too much, they fall short of calling it a crapshoot. But that's exactly what three-on-three -three overtime is. That's exactly what a shootout is. The Pittsburgh Penguins had fallen victim to it, very much so in the month of January. Obviously, the back-to-back -back overtime losses, when you think about it, to last uh, a couple weeks ago, they lost whenever they were able to come back and score late in regulation. The Hurricanes game is obviously one that comes to mind. Then again, last night, or at least two nights ago from now, I should say they come back, go into a shootout, and they're not able to get the job done. They do get the job done in this one. Marcus Pedersen on a two-on-one absolutely snipes Jake Allen, and he said he was looking to give Ricard Raquel the puck back, but he's happy that it went in whenever he was able to shoot it, and a beautiful shot that was. Pedersen's second goal of the season. Ricard Raquel picks up his second assist of the game. Nice to see him get a multi-point effort, and Evgeny Malkin picks up the secondary assist with a pretty good play in the defensive zone, making sure that he's covering his man, not allowing his man an easy access in front of the net and in front of Tristan Jari. Good job by Evgeny Malkin. He picks up assist for his effort in that one, and the Pittsburgh Penguins Anytime you get to go into an extended break and the last thing you see from them on the ice is hockey hugs, that's a very good sign for the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's a good feeling for the Pittsburgh Penguins and a good feeling for their fan base as well. Let's move over to the three stars of the game in this one. There's a lot of people that are pretty you know, deserving of stars in this game. Cole Caulfield, I thought, looked pretty good on the other end. Jake Allen looked very good on the other end at points. Tristan Jari looked good at points for the Pittsburgh Penguins. But the third star of this one, let's start it off with Sidney Crosby. That assist is another just highlight reel moment in a highlight reel season for him at the age of 36. Very few players have eyes in the back of their head as much as Sidney Crosby does. And he started off this year red hot on the scoring path and now it looks like he's starting to get that playmaking going a little bit more hopefully he can stay on that 50 goal pace because we all love to see him score 50 for the first time since early in his career but he's finding points he's finding ways to get the Pittsburgh Penguins back into these games and he's finding ways to put the puck in the back of the net whether that be on his own right or whether that be dishing it off to Jake Gensel who very unsuspecting scores the big game tying goal in this one so Sidney Crosby continues to add to his year 19 highlight reel with that crazy spinorama assist very few players could do it. He is ridiculous. He is the heartbeat of this team, and he continues to climb up the Hart Trophy rankings, or at least the odds, as we head into the All-Star break. Second star of the game in this one, Mr. 1000, the great Dane, Lars Eller, gets the second star in this one because, well, 
The Wiley veteran has been very good for the Pittsburgh Penguins all year long. He's closing in on another 10-goal season. He has nine at this point. Might even push 15, especially if that third line starts clicking on all cylinders with offensive firepower like Valtteri Pustinen and like Ricard Raquel when he's at his best. So hopefully that comes together and gets Lars Eller a little bit more on the offensive track, but he's been great for the Pittsburgh Penguins in the defensive zone this season. Whatever the Penguins lack when it comes to defense from their defensemen, they certainly have gone out and got a lot of forwards that are defensively responsible and are good at keeping the puck out of the back of their own net and are good at keeping the momentum a little bit better in the Penguins favor they don't score as much but that's a question that needs to be answered a little bit later in the season hopefully answered at some point over this break but nice game from Lars Eller Mr. 1000 scores a goal in this one I had the anytime goal scorer mark plus 320 I believe at this one I said it early in the day yesterday if you followed me hope you're enjoying some of that money today if you're not following me with that I don't blame you because, you know, I hit as many as I, I make, but that was a, a, a nice cash out last night, thanks to Lars Zeller. And the first star in this one, we're going to go, we had Great Dane with number two, we had the Goat at number three, let's go with the Dragon at number one. Marcus Pedersen, two points in this one, one goal, one assist. He had a beautiful pass to Sidney Crosby to set up the Spinorama goal, or ex assist, excuse me, and then of course, the absolute snipe at the end of the game. He has a sneaky shot, he doesn't get it past defenseman very or past the opposing team's defenseman very often a lot of his shots are blocked he's not a shot first type of guy he's a set up the whether it be Latang or, or Carlson whoever's on his line with him he usually sets them up usually defers to them but he got a two-on-one and he did not miss in this one a huge goal from Marcus Pedersen to put the Pittsburgh Penguins over the top in this one he gets the first star of the game and let's go to the final thoughts I talked about it a little bit after the goal recap Penguins showed a whole bunch of urgency to end this game, trying to end it in regulation, and they carried that into overtime, but played smart and handled their assignments well in overtime. The Penguins coming into this one were 3-7 and seven once games pushed past the 60 minutes, so they're able to get that big victory, especially on a day where the Philadelphia Flyers got embarrassed. The New Jersey Devils lost. The Islanders lost in overtime, so they still held a one-point advantage over the Penguins. But the Penguins climb up the standings a little bit closer to the New York Islanders as well. The Penguins have games in hand, but in these days where everybody's playing, if you can win and hold serve with the other teams that win and catch up to the teams that lose, those games in hand become more and more and more important. And the Pittsburgh Penguins were able to do that in this one Evgeny Malkin, I will say, made a great play in the defensive zone to send Pedersen the other way. Um, he had a horrible performance despite scoring the game-tying goal on Friday night. He had a much better performance in this one. You're hoping that he can start to build and build and build, and the Pittsburgh Penguins need him to do that. Mike Sullivan made sure that he was really going to move the lines around at will in this one. You had Lars Eller up on the second line with Evgeny Malkin. You had the power play continuing from what we saw in the last opportunity on Friday night. You had Valtteri Pustin on the top unit. You had Chris Letang on the top unit. You had Malkin and Carlson together on the second unit. I'd like to see that continue over post-All-Star break, post-bye week, as the Pittsburgh Penguins get ready to head down the final stretch of run of this season and try to push for a postseason spot. Up next for the Pittsburgh Penguins before we go, obviously, I will mention that we're going to have content for you all throughout the bye week. Just because the Pittsburgh Penguins are heading on vacation does not mean us here at the tip of the iceberg or at InsideThePenguins.com are going to do. We're going to have our typical release schedule. We're going to have a couple of interviews this week, so a couple new voices on the podcast for you to listen to as we get ready for the second half of the Pittsburgh Penguins season. It's not the official second half, but this is a delineation point once the Penguins get onto their bye week, once they get to the 
All-Star break. Sidney Crosby will be obviously in Toronto, not taking part in the skills competition because only, I think, six or seven players are taking part in the skills competition. I I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that's going to have less viewership than it typically does, and it's not very much. But nonetheless, Sidney Crosby will partake in All-Star weekend up in Toronto for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Up next... They do head their separate ways for the bye week. They're going to get some sun. They're going to get some fun. They're going to relax a little bit, get the bodies recharged before they come back on February 6th against a very, very, very good Winnipeg Jets team. We'll see what the Pittsburgh Penguins are able to do as they take on a lot of Western Conference opponents when they come out of the break. You have the Winnipeg Jets. You have the Chicago Blackhawks at one point. They do have a rematch against an Eastern Conference team, which is apparently a blood feud between them and the Florida Panthers in February. So that one will be interesting as well. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Iceberg Recap. A nice win for the Pittsburgh Penguins where they didn't necessarily play their best, but they came away with the two points anyway. And that is something that you're going to need to see as they go forward because, well, really, they've only showed their best four or five times this season. And when they haven't, Sometimes they come out with the victory, sometimes they don't. They need to start coming out with the victory more often than not if they want to make up some ground in this playoff race and make a postseason spot, unlike what they did last season when they missed for the first time in 16 seasons. But that's it for this episode of the Iceberg Recap. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from by simply searching Tip of the Iceberg. We will see you guys as this week progresses. Like I mentioned, we will have content for you all throughout the bye week, all throughout All-Star Weekend to get you set for the home stretch. Heading into the trade deadline on March 8th. Should be interesting there. And heading into the playoff push for the Pittsburgh Penguins. We'll see you guys next time.